Welcome to the Food Coma Podcast, episode one. Uh, we settle on a food theme each time that virtually everybody has an opinion on, uh, and essentially anybody could potentially get worked up over. Uh, a topic which disagreeing with somebody on can literally lead to friendships being ended. So I uh, decided to start the whole thing off with breakfast because everybody has an opinion on it. Uh, my guest today is none other than Arlen Smith, uh, co-owner of the Eventide Oyster Co. in both Portland, Maine and uh, by Fenway Park in Boston, as well as the Honey Paw in Portland and Hugo's Restaurant in Portland. Arlen, how are we doing? Dude, so good to be here. It's great to have you here. Dude. <laughs> you were, you're able to get away from Portland's busiest restaurants <laughs> to come yeah. record with us. On a beautiful day. It's been yeah. great. Um, I'm really excited to uh, talk about breakfast. So what I wanted to do, I think, to start um, was talk about what I think is, I mean, everybody knows, everybody sort of experiences the the classic American diner breakfast. You know, it's something that's in every town in this country. Uh, it's everybody has an opinion on it. Uh, and I think it's interesting because, I mean, it's it's technically, I think, I believe it was originally created as like a 3000 calorie meal for people who are going to go do manual labor all day who need that extra energy and has evolved into mostly people taking a nap directly after. Uh, and so I actually find myself eating less of the, you know, I don't get like the Harbor Master special, like the three pancakes and the eggs with the toast Good and the home fries. Jack. But yeah, the big lump, big bear, you know, like I, don't, I usually avoid the big bear breakfast. But it's funny how... Um, people are, it's just like the, it just, it's so perfectly acceptable to just, you know, mound of food. Uh, and then, and then, so they're all pretty simple foods, but then, you know, each element can be so badly misinterpreted or screwed up essentially to a point where, um, oh, I can't wait to talk about this. Yeah. I can't handle it. So <laughs> I think if we break down the classic elements of the diner breakfast, uh, and the most egregious, um, affronts to that institution, uh, starting with toast. Um, I think that, there's a couple. Well, the number one crime against toast is cold, hard butter <laughs> and cold jelly on your like lukewarm toast. And the, yeah, it's yeah. just it, and you, the, the butter, the edges of the butter start tearing the bread apart. The, um, the whole point of toast is you're, you're taking bread and you're adding something to it. You're you're caramelizing some sugars. You're adding a texture to it. And. What softens all of that and brings it all together is well, a jelly will do that, but also butter. And if the if the toast is not warm, then basically what you created is a really shitty stale cracker, Absolutely. and you're just smearing something. <laughs> and especially like if the butter is like next to you and you got to put it on, it's like it's the worst. It's like what I, I thought I came to. I could do this at home. Yeah. You know, I don't I don't want to go out to a diner and have that experience. Um, so toast is definitely a big thing, and you know I love that. I can pick, a, I can go to any diner and I don't even have to see a menu. That's the one thing I love about diners. It's, it's a lot like Chinese restaurants. You go in and you know that all right, you want eggs, you're going to get them any way that you want them. And you, but, you know, like decide what kind of toast you want. Why is it always like the, you know, you have that friend in your group who's like, Oh, I didn't know I had to pick, I didn't know I had to pick white toast. wheat, <laughs> English, like, just give them the information. Don't have them ask you for it. Yeah. Uh, I go with raisin toast, by the way. I'm a big raisin toast guy because it adds the sweet. And I feel like even if 
you get like that ramekin floating in the ice water with the butter packets that keeps them nice and cold for you. I, uh, at least raisin toast is like something that can survive on its own because it has its own flavor. So true. Um, you can just kind of just run it through the hash. Uh, it's it, another terrible thing. I was at this actually this this in Portland, this new coffee shop. Um, and I ordered just an, they do like egg and cheese sandwiches to order. Like, you know, let's like, say, I think you probably just had like a hot plate, whatever. So I got an egg and cheese on an English muffin. And it was like, the English muffin was like hard tack, like half of it. And I was like, how do you even get them to this texture to begin with? And I'm like, all you had to do was they have three, well, if you include salt, like four things, you know, it's just like, you put it together. Yeah. You know, and it, it's the easiest thing in the world. And how am I eating something right now that's like I can't finish half of an English muffin sized sandwich because it's like I don't even know if you call that stale. No, it just it does a disservice to everyone. Like uh, the the trust of having a I mean, let's look at McDonald's. Now you can get it's funny. You bring that McDonald's up. egg McMuffin 24 hours a day. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And it's consistent. Mm-hmm. And even when it's not even like on its best day, it's still better than half the shit you can get from, you know, going into a diner or some new coffee shop who's just trying to like, oh, go to have an egg sandwich. And it drives me fucking crazy. Yeah. Uh, and the the only thing that I wish I could add to a to a McDonald's sandwich is mayo. But what mayo is another topic we can. It is. It's almost like condiments on the McDonald's breakfast sandwich, uh, because I was going to say also the McDonald's hash brown is better than 70 percent of the diners home fries that you'll go to. And you find yourself like wanting the the experience. Like when you go to dining, you're like, oh, I wish they had hash browns like McDonald's has. And it's funny. I only eat McDonald's breakfast in the car and I'm always hung over on my way somewhere. And it's always like that, like sustenance. Like I never go into the McDonald's where in the only time I. And that's the only time I ever have ketchup with McDonald's is when I'm in a McDonald's, which is very few and far between. The drive through is pretty much why I do it. So and it's funny every now and then when you put you have, you can dip your sausage McMuffin with egg and ketchup. It's like kind of delicious, but it's also changes the sandwich. It does. You know, but yeah, McDonald's sort of I think that they became and I think a lot of people wouldn't necessarily admit it, but I think that they're kind of the gold standard in most people's mind. I think that with the breakfast sandwich, the hash brown you know, the filet of fish. People like eat a breakfast sandwich and they're, like, they're secretly comparing it in their mind to a, an egg McMuffin or or they're you know having a fried fish sandwich and they're like secretly like, is this as good as a filet of fish? It's nostalgic. Yeah. yeah. French fries. Yeah. You know, it's nostalgic and it's consistent. And yes, of course, it's loaded with like sugar and all this. But it's funny, actually, um, that have you seen that movie uh, Burnt with Bradley oh, yeah. Cooper. Yeah. He has that scene where he's. Like he meets with that other chef at the Burger King and she like won't eat the food. And he was like, what? Because it's like over salted, like cheap cuts of meat. And she's like, yeah, she kind of sounds like French peasant food, doesn't it? And she's like, well, I guess. Oh, that's a really great. Yeah. He's like, no, that's what this is. This is like, you know, this is the the food of the people, (laughs) you know, and it's the food of the people. And I'm I mean, you ask my partners or anyone who's my (laughs) friend. I have <laughs> no qualms about uh, indulging in no. those things. And, and obviously, I care a lot about uh, our food situation as a, as a whole, as a nation. Um, but there's there's something about those those establishments that, you know, they they're filling a void. Yeah. You know, because, you know, drive into any small little town. Are you going to are you going to trust the gas station? And is that better food? No. Because th- 
they're buying product that is probably way worse and less fresh than the actual. I'm not trying to support McDonald's here right now, but. <laughs> well, we can both agree on the fact that McDonald's, no matter how delicious, always makes you feel like shit. Well, moving on then, actually, sort of the segue with the hash browns to home fries, which I think are, people just really have a hard time with those. They, they what? to me, if I look, if I'm, if I'm cooking some potatoes on any kind of, you know, whether it's cast iron or a flat, whatever, flat top, and I look and I see that the potatoes are mostly white and beige. I go, you know what? Those probably aren't done yet. <laughs> yet, how many times you get these potatoes in the plate and you're like, they these aren't like it's they don't even look cooked. I, like what? Why? Yeah. I, I, like they're going through the motions. It's just like, oh, you're supposed to take this part. Right, they look at like the recipe. Yeah. You know, step number one. Yeah. Step number two. I go for exactly seven minutes. I don't know. Yeah. I went my seven minutes. It's not yeah. my fault. And it's also interesting when you get like. Um, you know, your home fries come and they're everything. They range in size from like pet rock to like beach pebble. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I need a, can I get a steak knife for that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then can I also enjoy this raw potato? Yeah. Uh, there's one place I'm not going to mention any names that's in Portland, but you probably know what I'm talking about. And they actually bill their home fries as their famous home fries. And they're a blend of sweet potatoes and potatoes and like, they, they're from the 90s, like they need like sun-dried tomatoes and asparagus, really, but they don't come with that. But they're like crusted with herbs. And literally, yeah, it's like always like Russian roulette. Like, are you going to bite into an undercooked one or an overcooked one? Is it like a mushy sweet potato yeah, or a hard? Russian roulette. Yeah. And it's, it's just like, why do people have such a hard time with potatoes? No, it's funny. And I love, I mean, even just the interpretation of what home fries are. Um, but I think. My favorite experience I've ever had was uh, Andrew, um, one of the chefs at of uh, Big Tree Hospitality, my partner. Um, we went out smelting and just brought out a cast iron pan, some onion and some potato. And he just did it low and slow. And all of a sudden you have like the best home fry that you've ever had it's like oh that's what it is it's not something that you make ahead of time and like i don't want to feel like i'm having leftovers when i go out to have breakfast otherwise i would have it at home again have it at home but i do love the uh the the hash brown hash brown and home fries that's the difference hash brown and mcdonald's like if you can emulate that you're getting goldish deliciousness uh with you know salty and Add the ketchup, so now you have sweetness. Like it's hitting all those things that you know Cheetos does. Like it's in your brain. It's like umami and crunchy, and all those things are happening, and it's deliciousness. But why is it that we can't get that consistently? It's, it doesn't seem like it'd be that hard to do. I mean, you just grate the potatoes, right? You got to make sure they're not wet. You got to make sure they're dry, dried. You know, maybe grate some onions with them or something, and uh, and fry them up. That's it. And uh, it's, yeah, you get so many mealy potatoes. <laughs> and then, and then, which brings me to my next topic, which is ketchup. And ketchup is like, essentially, it can be the savior of the breakfast because you just drown the whole breakfast in it <laughs> when it isn't very good, um, which is kind of what you have to do because hot sauce doesn't quite do the job. Ketchup will add like more of a texture. But I also, I think that I, I, I'm such a, just a strong advocate of Heinz ketchup. Uh, that I don't feel that it's right to serve. I, I really have a problem with making their own ketchup 
especially, and I don't like, and it always makes me like my heart drop. I feel like pe- places that a lot of old people go have hunts catch up a lot. Hunts. Yeah. yeah and then, chunkier. and I'm, I'm disappointed that Sriracha went with red gold to make that ketchup rather than, I wish they'd gone with Heinz as yeah. the official Sriracha ketchup. Yeah. Um, I think my favorite thing with ketchup is like knowing that Thomas Keller, one of the <laughs> French, French Laundry, the most famous restaurants uh, in in the world considered, and he had people who tried to make their own ketchup in his restaurant. He's like, "Why the fuck would you do that?" <laughs> Heinz already figured this shit out. Yeah, they perfected don't, it. Don't mess with that. It's America's greatest contribution <laughs> yeah. to the culinary exactly. landscape. You know, is sauce ketchup, and oh yeah, Th- Thomas Keller, by the way, who you know, every morning he has a simple breakfast of a. Soft-boiled egg sprinkled with Malden sea salt, and I'm like, I want to push you down the stairs. Like, that's not true. You're a liar. You're world. You're America's most famous liar chef. <laughs> but yeah, what do you think as far as breakfast soda? I like um, at home. I like them on the potato bread, like the sliced country potato bread. It's poor man's brioche. Yeah, you know? it's soft. It's sweet. That's what I want. It's that yellow, or yellow. Like a, a bulky bun is yep. another favorite. Onion rolls are good. Onion rolls, yeah. yeah. As long as they're toasted right. I mean, now, before I jump off ketchup, uh, I don't like getting my ketchup in a ramekin. I, I just, I'm like, I don't want it in a ramekin. I want... You want uh, the well, packets? Because after, squeeze out the packets? No, I don't want to squeeze the packets either. I want... <laughs> well, after working in restaurants long enough and working in places at lunchtime where you had to refill the condiments out of that bucket or that, like, big mushy bag that's, yeah. like, on the wall with the spigot on it, oh, grosses me right out. So I don't like that. But also, I'm like, you know, why don't you just have, like, a nice silver condiment caddy you put on the table with the and get the Heinz glass bottles or something if you want it to be... Yeah. Aesthetically pleasing. I love the Heinz glass bottle. They're great. That's the original one you like pop on the ends and then you hopefully it doesn't shatter. But isn't it that you like finger the 57? Like you have to like finger blast the 57 and then the finger flows out. It's all about the 45 degree angle. So the air gets the Heinz bottle to squirt somehow (laughs) by touching the 57 in the right place. I'm not going to touch that one. It's <laughs> all right. We use plastic in this house. I actually will say I do. I use the uh, Heinz uh, organic ketchup because basically it's just Heinz ketchup without the high fructose corn syrup. And it tastes the exact same. To me. You know, it's funny. I, my daughter, who's 11, she hates it. The organic. It's all about the color to them. Like literally it's same color. Pretty the much ketchup? same flavor. No. I can't tell. No, it's not. Or maybe it's the, uh, the olive. No, it's the organic one. Yeah. yeah, that's all my mom will buy, and she won't eat it. Interesting. You know what? And actually, I don't think she's the first one that said that. Somebody else made this argument. I personally, as a Heinz ketchup lover, I I like the Heinz organic ketchup. Yeah. And there are there are some foods that I feel if you have less of them in your body, the better, and high fructose corn syrup is one of those things. Great. And, like, we have enough things that are cutting our life expectancy down here. Um, now... The cornerstone, I think that we, the first thing we talked about here about breakfast, the egg. Most people, obviously, if you use a farm fresh egg and use really good butter, those are are good things. But I don't think that they're necessarily, you know, imperative to have a tasty, you know, bowl of scrambled eggs or fried eggs, you know. So it's, I I can't fault, if a diner doesn't do eggs right, it's not, I'm not like, oh, they don't use quality ingredients. (laughs) It's just they don't know how to cook the eggs. And I think that like potatoes... Um, you, you have a leg up on the competition if you own a set of eyes um, and you can visually check and be like, that white is transparent. Yeah, I probably <laughs> shouldn't serve that. And these are people that are like, 
they'll cook a, a chicken breast until it's like desiccated like sawdust because they're worried about salmonella. But they'll serve you a tr- like a, a not cooked egg white um, from like a how from like you, a Purdue egg or whatever. How do you like your eggs? Uh, I like my eggs. Um, I like them sunny. Uh, I like them poached. And I like them scrambled, but I have like very specific ways of each. And there are certain situations, um, the mood, the mood that you're in, the mood or what I'm having. Like if I'm having like a hash, like I want a sunny egg. I'm having a Benedict. I want the poached egg, scrambled egg, which is funny with scrambled eggs, how every like quote unquote, you know, master chef has their like the way that a chef makes scrambled eggs and they're all very different but then there's you know Gordon Gordon Ramsay's oh, yeah, like, Gordon. We, it's beautiful Be- look at that it's beautiful scrambled eggs isn't it and he, he and I, I took some things from he, his method makes the most sense to me where you actually you sort of bring the butter and the eggs up kind of together like yep. you don't necessarily melt the butter in the pan first uh, you don't salt the eggs until later in the process I usually I exclusively use Malden at the house. I don't care if it's wasteful because I think for it's seasoning. delicious yeah. for everything, except for like pasta water, you know. Uh, but then he also folds in at the very end a bit of uh, creme fraiche, which like kind of stops the cooking and like really gives a nice you know texture. But he's like, you know, perf- the perfect chef scrambled eggs. They're perfect. And what you do is well, what I like to do is, you know, fold in some uni and <laughs> like, like well, most, most people don't have. Yeah. You should always have urchin. You know, I'm I'm really glad you brought up salt because uh, I remember growing up, I used to like when I was starting to make like my own scrambled eggs as like a little kid, you know, I would just like season the eggs raw before I put it in the pan. And you know how the egg changes so quickly when you yeah. add the salt. Yeah. And a lot of people still don't realize that you're basically denaturing the proteins. And so your entire end result is going to be different. So that's why seasoning at the end is key. Uh, and I also, I watched this. Some people also like make scrambled eggs by like beating it with like sugar, milk, salt, oh pepper. You know, like what? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> my <laughs> secret ingredient. <laughs> what do you do? Put these eggs in the bin. I <laughs> saw Dubery. How are you making the scrambled eggs? <laughs> did I see you add milk to the scrambled eggs, Dubery? You're sweating in the sauce. How, how did you make them so soft? Yeah, they're like, you know, my secret is I dilute them <laughs> until, you know. Uh, yeah, really, it's it comes down to, you know, how slowly, or or actually the pace, and the the temperature that the that you're putting them in the pan, and I just I really wish more people would realize yeah. that. No, it's it's, it's, it's pretty a, upsetting. It's a game changer. Like yeah. the whole. You ever get scrambled eggs and you go to like, and they're cooked to order, but they remind you of the ones that like the American, you know, the Eagles Club that are like the buffet and the big vat of scrambled eggs that oh, are yeah. like just nuggets of egg. <laughs> That are brown, <laughs> they don't. And you're like, how? How did you stop? Why didn't you stop scrambling the eggs? Like, why did you do this? Like, or the yeah, the unset egg white, the poached egg that's wet. When you're like, you don't just take the water and put it right on the thing. Like, you gotta, no. you gotta. Uh, it's just, it's, it's all very simple. Like I said, the whole point I think of this conversation is that it's so easy to avoid these things that make food terrible. Right. Also, I, I prefer, uh, I do not like food puns. I, I hate, 
remember that place by it was by the malls called Egg Spectations. Oh my, I don't, and everybody don't who worked there, that up. they I all called it egg, exceptionally bad puns, <laughs> is what they all called it. It's <laughs> the worst name for a restaurant. The egg and I, and you're like, dude, stop with the. What are you having? What are you like five years old? Who oh, our stuff has food names? Like, why can't you just eat the food? Why do you have to put puns on it on the menu? Like, I'm glad you don't have any puns on your menu at uh, Eventide. Um, no, not usually. <laughs> no big, big, no big tree hospitality. You, you're guaranteed a pun-free experience, which I think is, you know, is more than most people can say. Coffee. Now, coffee. I feel like for most of the you know post World War II era, coffee is just brown water. That yeah, there's a reason you get four warm ups because there's like no caffeine in it. You know, you're probably most people they like load it with like cream and sugar and yeah. like I drink my coffee black and I can't and like I, it makes me feel like I'm being an elitist, but I don't think that I have to. I don't think the coffee needs to taste bad. It's like there's so many options now. Like every time I go to a restaurant, they're pouring like a Liberty School wine by the glass, and I'm like, you have so many options. Why? Yeah. Why really did you taste point. this? Did you try it? Do you like drinking this? Like, I don't get it. Like, you know, they, we've been serving Maxwell House coffee for the last 60 years. And you're like, yeah, but things, you know, like, there's more options now. I prefer Folgers. Sanka. <laughs> yeah. Folgers Crystals. I mean, if you're asking me about coffee, I'm the... You're probably, a Folgers guy? Well, I don't drink coffee. Um, I'm actually, I don't really partake in caffeine unless it's like, you know, Coca-Cola. Or like a Red Bull um, and vodka. No, I don't. I don't. God, no. <laughs> but... I do have a, a deep appreciation for coffee. Um, you know, we work with Tandem in town, and they they put so much effort into like the what they source and how it's roasted. And I have a I love the flavor of coffee. I just don't appreciate the caffeine. You know, you know what the worst is. Um, not to immediately segue through or blast through the coffee issue, but since you're caffeine averse, it doesn't make any sense for us to have a back and forth about it anyway. Um, you know what the worst is? Is like when people open like a coffee shop or a bakery and they open at like nine o'clock. And you're like, who? <laughs> what? Like, who? I mean, even when I'm like on a bender or something, I'm I'm up at seven or six thirty. You know, it's like it, 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 another good point is like I used to live in the West End until recently. Um, and there's a juice bar that I love. I mean, they, they just make exactly the smoothie that I want every single time. They open at nine. It's like, what about the person? Isn't that, don't, don't people start work at nine? This is a breakfast food. Isn't it nine, nine to five? Like, yeah. So how are they supposed to come in and and enjoy your product if you're open at nine? It, you know, like, what are you doing before nine that you can't come in and open? Like if if you if you are if you have that much trouble like if you have that much of a need to sleep in maybe you shouldn't own a coffee shop or a juice bar you know maybe there's you should own a bar you missed your demographic yeah by open a at mile. eight p.m. and close at two a.m. and that's for you now like you know this yeah. is but yeah I can't believe it like I'll be it just never I, I love it when you happen to be like and you're, you're maybe on a healthy kick and you're you know, two weeks in you're feeling great every morning and sometimes you're up at six thirty or five thirty you know you go to the gym and like. Like, yeah, I want, like, a good cup of coffee and, like, whatever. And you're limited to, like, 15% of the places that you would want to go because they don't open until 8 or 8, 30 or 9, you know. And um, I don't I don't understand that at all. And, but, hey. I mean, I'm with you, Joe. You know, it's, I'm with you. it's trials and tribulations that I struggle with every day. <laughs> you know, everybody should just cater to and just do whatever I want them to do <laughs> and everything would be fine. Oh, that, that would make life perfect. 
people often wonder how I can stay alive and um, have such great skin and after you know living the lifestyle that I do. And the number one reason is uh, uh, our sponsor actually, Termaline Spring Water uh, out of Harrison, Maine. Uh, this water is special because... Oh, it's delicious. It's delicious. It literally comes uh, straight from the spring into the bottle. Like I've drank it from the spring. Uh, it's just clean, crisp in the health department. Like they are completely certified and they do not treat this water at all. And you know, there's like the imagery on it that they call like sacred living water. And some people are like, oh, you know, what is, what is that? But it's just, it's just as pure as water can get. And it's delicious. Uh, and these same people uh, also have a company called Gemstone Spring. So that's Termaline Spring uh, does a CBD oil that is, they do a CBD oil also that is uh, completely water soluble. Uh, that means that it speeds the absorption in your body up as much as 80%. And you can add it to any beverage or you can just put droplets on your tongue and you get the full spectrum. It actually, it, when you're drinking it, it just tastes like you're drinking marijuana water. <laughs> like It's like, it's kind of crazy, you know? So they are, they sponsor our show because I actually use all these products. I literally make my coffee with Termaline Spring Water. I have at least 15 cases on hand at all times. Um, and they also have a product uh, called Living Nuts. And now the, and the S in that is actually a Z. Uh, and they, which in Living Nuts, what they are is instead of roasting nuts, uh, they actually soak and sprout the nuts. This makes the nuts healthier. And it's interesting because it's a two to three day process, whereas, you know, roasting nuts is a 15 minute process. Uh, when I was first uh, given a sample of some of these to try when I was back just drinking the water, I was kind of skeptical. I'm not a snack food guy. And I was like, what was Living Nuts? What is that? Um, until I actually opened a package of them and I ate every single sample in like two days. I mean, they're, the flavors are delicious. The nuts have like a texture that's almost like meaty. Uh, it, it's not like anything I've ever had. They're absolutely delicious and I can't say enough about them. So if you have the, uh, the Holy Trinity, if the Trinity is three things, <laughs> is the <laughs> Termaline Spring Water, uh, the Gemstone Spring CBD Oil, and the uh, Living Nuts. All right, coming back to the show now, we are with Arlen Smith of Big Tree Hospitality in Portland, Maine, uh, which includes catering, uh, Eventide Oyster Company, Hugo's Restaurant and the Honey Paw Restaurant, also uh, Eventide Oyster Co. in Fenway Park. Arlen, what is, we are discussing, uh, we've been on the topic of breakfast, and I'd like to start back after the break asking Arlen, what is the worst breakfast you've ever had? Oh, well, I mean, there's so many things you could eat for breakfast that just like ruin you. But if you were, I think if I was to say to me, it's when mm -hmm. an, because I love omelets mm -hmm. and I order them regularly. Like if it's like either a scramble or an omelet or if like what you said earlier, if I'm having something else with an egg, like a steak and egg or a hash and egg, I want my yolk to be runny. But if I'm just having eggs, I want them scrambled or in an omelet but to me one of the worst things is to have an omelet that is perfectly folded and the outside is like nicely dry and perfectly seasoned and then you cut into it and it just oozes out Ew. and it you know you want it to be fully cooked and i i like a wet egg right. but wet and wet and un that, uncooked that are two different things you're not going to send it back it's like you're this is what you're left with right now 
you have a, a it, it's same as what you were saying earlier, like the tran the transparent, um, the lucid, uh, sunny side up egg. I'm like, why are you sending that out? Like, I'm why I don't want to eat snot. No. I don't want the, what happened to you? What, what does this breakfast do to your day? Well, it doesn't get you off to the right start. Was this a, sure. I, I want to know about a specific time it ruined your day. <clears throat> I would say um, a time where, yeah, actually, I can remember this was like in the last year. Uh, I was, I knew I had to be somewhere by like 11 and I got up early enough. So I knew I could actually have breakfast and I didn't, I wasn't with anyone. It was just me. And going to a diner, I was like, oh, I have time to actually have breakfast by myself. Um, cause I really wanted to have a good day. I wanted to like be all set up. You know, I didn't, I wasn't a, on a bender or anything. I wasn't like I was hung over. I just, I really wanted breakfast to set me up and you know, you wait in line because it happened to be a Saturday. So that means everyone in town is going out to breakfast. So you wait the 45 minutes or whatever it is to actually get seated. And then you sit down and then you get this breakfast and you're like, the fuck? At least the toast was good, but <laughs> but the egg wasn't. And then it, it does. It sets you up for like, it's kind of a bummer day. It's just like. You ever like go have a second breakfast just because you want to act like the first breakfast oh, never 100%. happened? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Because you're like, I can't accept this yeah. as the beginning to my day. I, I think that the, for me personally, the worst breakfast I've ever had became a whole thing. Um, it was after a very long night, and I woke up in a mutual friend of ours uh, guest room uh, in Portland. I think we know this guest room uh, <laughs> well. And I woke up, and literally before I did anything, I just sort of I looked at uh, down on the floor, and there was a almost full bottle of uh, El Himidor tequila. And I didn't even think. I just it was like a knee-jerk reaction. I just grabbed it, and I, I drank half of it. Uh, I hadn't had any food. <laughs> I hadn't really had that much water. Um, and then I'd gone out to the kitchen where my friend was sort of making breakfast. It was like, Hey, good morning. And I was like, Hey, like you, you want to hit this? She, she was just kind of giving me this look like, um, did you, that you did that was you already? You did that? I was like, yeah, no, it's great. I'm good. I'm great. And having the tequila for breakfast, uh, prompted, I didn't eat anything until lunch. I think I just kind of kept drinking, uh, after that. And then, um, I had a quote unquote business meeting. <laughs> I don't remember what that was about, but I got through that. And actually the person I was meeting with also tends to like to drink. So we're doing like shots and beers. The problem was I had to work a shift at a bar that night um, that I had actually, it's always the shifts you pick up that you weren't supposed to. It's like that Dante from oh, clerks thing where you're like, I'm not even supposed to be here today. <laughs> and so I get, so this shift, the shift literally goes from four in the afternoon until two in the morning. Uh, and it's, it's, a kind of a special case because it's a bar where you're completely, uns I run the whole bar myself, like completely unsupervised, uh, which usually is fine. You know, like nine times out of 10, I do okay with this. But however, my breakfast of tequila uh, brings me into work at like four. Um, I start, I think I, I, I had like, I was in an Uber and I, I had drank eight ciders on the drive, on the Uber drive to work. Uh, this is after going all morning, oh, all day. And I get there and I, I start drinking. And then like all of a sudden I remember that they had these like little, little sort of boxy areas called snugs, um, like an Irish bar. <laughs> and uh, at one point at like five o'clock, I'm getting woken up by a customer because I passed out in one of them. 
and because they were like, is there a bartender? People just sitting in the bar, then they hear snoring coming from the snugs, uh, which oh, are behind dude. the bar. So I get, I'm like, ah, ha, ha, you know, I get up. <clears throat> I go out, and I'm like, I'm going to wake myself up with Jameson. So I, like, pour myself, like, six shots of Jameson, and I'm, like, trying. I'm like, okay, we're, like, back on track. But that wasn't the case at all. Uh, somebody... <laughs> And then all of a sudden, by like seven o'clock, I had like an entire group of my friends come in with like different tasks to basically airlift me out of there. Like there was a person that came in to take relieve me on the bar. There was a person who came to drive me, you know, drive me home. A person who came to like. I know this story. Yeah. A person who came yeah. to order pizza to be at my house when I got there. I was just asked very like I did a couple things that were less than good before. I, I didn't get out of there like scot free. Like I definitely did some some bad stuff. But uh, I remember on the way home. Uh, the person driving me, I made them stop at Hannaford. And I remember I bought like two bottles of Silver Oak and like a bottle like Mary Edwards Pinot Noir. <laughs> I spent like $300 on wine. Oh, my God. I was, I was just blacked out, out of my head. And I get home and I'm like trying to trying to drink them. And this is like, I think I was asleep at like 10, but then I woke up at 3.30 and there was like the almost full bottle. So I just finished it because I was like, it's open. I might as well finish it. It's expensive. And... uh and then I tendered my resignation at this bar <laughs> shortly after that. So I guess the 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 um, moral of the story here is if you're gonna drink tequila with breakfast, you should have some food. You should have some food. Yeah. If you don't have food, you get fired the from the bar. That's everybody knows that. Yeah. At least I do. Yeah. 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 Food was the only thing that you did not do. I, I didn't. I tried lunch. I like nibbled, but because once you drink a certain amount, like you aren't really hungry anymore. Like I hate that one because and you know. That that's a red flag. Like when it starts happening, you're like, uh oh. Like <laughs> All the I know I haven't eaten from alcohol. Yeah, I know I haven't eaten, and I know I'm not hungry, and that's a bad sign. That means that I'm just like, you know. It also means that when I do eat, it's gonna knock me down like four pegs yeah. at that point. So it's a tricky situation. Now, for normal people, none of this should be an issue. Well, what is what is your favorite breakfast? My favorite go-to breakfast, if I'm cooking breakfast, if I'm having guests, uh, I like to make uh, my version of huevos rancheros, oh, yeah. which is with a black bean, spicy black beans, um, sunny eggs, uh, queso fresco, crema, avocado, and uh, griddled tortillas. Like that to me is, you know, with some you know, tapatio or Yucateco hot sauce. Uh, if I am talking breakfast, my favorite breakfast in the world is the Palestiner in Bitterford. And yeah. I remember this. I, I love it unconditionally. I've never, and I don't shut up about it, and I've never had a bad experience there. There was this one time in particular, though, they were doing, like, fried chicken with silver dollar pancakes. Yeah. And, oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, and, and that's the thing. is like you, a Palestiner is an example. Whenever I criticize diners, I almost always want to be like, why don't you go eat at Palestiner? Yeah. Like, you know. For instance, like all the maple syrup there is real maple syrup. Like, what's that about? Like, you have to ask for real maple syrup instead of like Aunt Jemima or whatever, like yeah. corn syrup, essentially. You know, it's like the coffee is from Tandem. You know, the it's all, you know, when you order ketchup. a Coke, it comes out as a cold ass can of Coke. Yeah. It's like there's just no little things. The breakfast sandwich is always flawless because they decide they use the Thomas's sandwich size English muffins and they properly griddle it. And they just cook everything. They just they, they just think. I remember sitting there with with friends, and I don't typically order pancakes at a diner. I'm always like, I need my eggs. I need like the bacon, the sausage, all the things. <clears throat> but they sent one out, and I was like, What the fuck is this? And then you know, talking to our friends who are the chefs, I'm like, Lemon juice. 
with the buttermilk. And it's like those little things of like, no, you wouldn't do that at home. But you should. You should. Lemon zest or lemon juice. And it juice just brightens the whole fucking thing. Tangy with the buttermilk. And yeah, yeah you're like, so wow, like now I can eat three pancakes. Yeah. Whereas you could never eat three pancakes no. at most places. You, you get them and you're like halfway through, you're like, well, that's pancakes for six months, I guess. Yeah. Like, I'm done. done. They're so good. They're, they're, and, and I don't. They brulee the French toast. I just, I, I don't like people who don't like Palestiner. Yeah. <laughs> and like I don't bring people there that if I think there's a chance they don't like it, I don't bring them there because I don't want to know that about them. Yeah. Because it's going to affect our relationship. Because I'm like, there's something wrong with you. You, you're the problem. You, if they're you the problem. Like, yeah, they're the problem. Yeah, if they don't like Palestine or yeah. they are the problem. You know, one thing I wanted to bring up with you is, you know, what I love about Palestiner is that the menu is you open it up and it's right there. It's breakfast and lunch. Yeah. It's minimal, but it hits all the points. It's not that, five pages of like laminated, glossy, you know. You know, what's funny is like I go into a place like that, like Palace, and I, I will look through that menu. Even if I know what I, what I want, I'm going to figure it out and I'm going to nail it. And when I walk into another diner and they have like the typically Greek diners, you know, back home, you know, I know exactly what I can get. And I don't even look at the menu. I'm just like, I know they're going to be able to do whatever the fuck I want. Yeah. And hopefully nail it. But I don't need to look at like, oh, their Western omelet has like this type of onion in it or whatever. It's like. I'm assuming if I get a Denver omelet, it's not going to come with salmon. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And actually, can I, can I tell you Let's about. Let's talk about salmon. Yeah, can I tell you about another bad brunch experience I had at another. Now, I know we're talking a lot about restaurants in, in Portland, Maine, and the Palestiners in Biddeford, Maine. Um so if you are not from Maine and you haven't been, these are places that make it worth coming to. The next place is, does not fit the bill uh, in that regard. <laughs> it's a popular uh, fast-paced brunch spot on the east end of Portland uh, where one time I went and I had a friend in town from away. Was it a room? And I ordered, I, 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 so I'm like, oh, you know what? We should get, we should get some brunch. What do you, what do you think about that? Cause that's just what seemed like the regular thing to do. So we go to brunch and I'm a big fan of, I like if soup is on the menu at breakfast, I almost always get it. Like certain places always have soup. Really? I like hot supper, for instance. Always has that tomato oh, soup. Yeah. I'll always oh, I love get, that. I love, I love soup that. in the yeah. morning. It's like, I, that's why I like to go for pho for breakfast. Cause it's like, it's just this comforting thing. So I see that there's, you know, they're doing like a, a fish chowder, and like a New England style fish chowder. And so I figured I'd start with that. And then I get the corned beef hash. And the fish chowder has kind of peculiar wording. It's like, you know, the fresh like scraps from whatever fish we use oh, in our entrees or something. God. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't, what was it usually? But like, uh, and I'm like, I wouldn't ever have to ask what the fish was, right? I mean, right? And so this thing shows up. New England. And I go, New England style cream based chowder. And I go to put my spoon into it. And what floats to the top but an orange piece of salmon. <laughs> and I was just like, and I was like, the one thing when I was ordering it, like the one thing I thought was, I don't have to ask if there's salmon in this, right? <laughs> they would, nobody would ever put salmon in this, right? In We're in New England, England right? New England like nobody chowder. would do that, right? This isn't the Pacific yeah. Northwest. <laughs> there's not going to be any salmon in the chowder, right? Wrong. <laughs> All these pieces of. So I'm like, okay. And the funny thing was, it was like the chowder itself was good. So it was like they added the salmon to an already made chowder, which was extra gross because there's no way they could have made that chowder with the salmon. Um, it the, the meal, the procession continues with my corned beef hash. Now, we earlier when we were talking about toast, we were talking about 
we, one thing we I did not talk about was the um, how gross it is to bite into an English muffin that's not fully toasted, and you get that like crumbly, yeah. cakey center of it, and that was the case here. And I remember like the eggs were undercooked on the hash, and they were just like settling into the undercooked English muffin and causing a crumble, almost like when you like are doing cocaine off somebody's body and they're sweaty. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> it just takes on this texture that's very uh, unmanageable. Um, so, and then I remember, I remember like when I was eating the hash, all I could think of was cat food. Like the whole time. I was like, it's like cat food with red peppers in it, which is the worst. And I'm just, and it was like one of the, th- I think it was one of the first times. <laughs> the visual of doing cocaine off of someone who's sweaty. Well, a lot of times when you think it's a good idea to do drugs off somebody's body, you're both really no, up. it's not a good idea. No, no, no. But I'm saying when you actually do it, you're both really fucked up. So the chances are that somebody, one person might be sweating a little bit. You're I don't just know. eating it at that point. Yeah. Yeah, like, <laughs> no, it like goes up your nose and it tumbles out. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, and then it's, <laughs> it just like falls out. And you're like, oh man, oh, it turns man. yellow. And you're like, this is the worst. What? It's a good thing that's not expensive. I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> Oh, that's just, you know, it's going to be sexy if we do this. <laughs> Not sexy at Al all. Al Pacino is. So. <laughs> you know, Leonardo DiCaprio makes it look so much easier when he does it yeah. in Wolf of Wall Street. It doesn't always go that way. When he's like, oh, the choo-choo train. <laughs> it's not a choo-choo train if it turns to, to yellow rubble. It's yeah. not that at all. Um, so, yeah, some people would consider cocaine to be a reasonable breakfast. I mean, it's another one that. You know, I believe that Metallica coined the term, you know, you down your breakfast on a mirror, right? I mean, yeah. so people have been doing that since. Yeah, but it all days. it all comes back to like what you know is good for your body is actually putting nutrients oh into God, it. Yeah. It's like you're avoid like you stretch it out. Like you're on yeah. you're on usually you're on a tear and you're just afraid of stopping because you know when you stop, it's gonna hurt. It's gonna hurt. And you just keep putting it off. And even the longer you put it off, it's gonna hurt that much more when you stop it. I I I liken it to like being on one of those merry-go-rounds at the, at the playground, you know, that's going faster and faster. And you're like, okay, I'm getting really sick on this thing. But, and then the, the more I wait, the faster it's going. So the more it's going to hurt when I jump off it finally, that kind of thing. But yeah. yeah, anytime you ever, if you ever did lines for breakfast, that's, 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 that's worse than tequila. I think uh, if, if we could, as, as humans realize, like when you, when you do wake up, there's a reason why breakfast is so important. That's right. If if there's one message you take from that last story, you should have some eggs. If you have the eggs, you're going to enjoy the Coke that much more. Tell you what. Have an omelet. If you still want the cocaine, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Just just give it a chance. Mostly you're not going to want it. Now, when you grew up, <laughs> Assuming that's that that has happened, uh, when oh, you breakfast were as a kid, <laughs> yeah. What tell talk to me about your relationship with cereal? Um, cereal was probably the biggest part of growing up for me. Yeah. Um, I remember my dad; he mostly ate cereal at night, so which we is very would, comforting to do. Very comforting, but the way he did it, this is I'm, I got two parts to this story, but. We would all be in our pajamas, and he would just be, like, getting out of the shower, like, settling down. And if there wasn't a hot meal or he just didn't want to have the hot meal because he ate something else on the way home, um, he would grab a stainless steel bowl or the biggest bowl you could possibly imagine, something you would mix a cake in. Something out of, like, a mess kitchen. <laughs> so half half the box of cereal goes into it, and then he would always grab a dish towel, and that's what he would carry it into the living room where he sat in his lazy boy and just you'd hear the click go back (laughs) and then he was just there 
doing his thing. And he had this giant bowl of cereal. Um, but I always loved the cereals that my that my dad, like Honey Bunches of Oats. Yeah, I was going to ask, what kind of cereals? Honey Bunches of Oats, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Um, oh, my God. Cinnamon Toast Crunch is the king of cereals. King of cereals. Uh, I think Reese's, Reese's Pieces, Peanut Butter, um, totally blows out cocoa puffs in my opinion yeah the reese's reese's puffs are those that are it's not even right it's it, it's like cookie crisp but you're like this isn't even a cereal this is a dessert <laughs> no um and i think alphabet cereal uh, oh my god with marshmallows alphabet cereal because it was like it was also mind engaging as a kid so you're actually looking Spell at well things in your milk yeah yeah and so you're doing all of that so alphabets kind of tasted like honeycombs if i remember correctly uh how about alphabets to me like when it's a lot like Lucky Charms, I guess. But when Alphabets came out with the marshmallow, that was the winner for yeah, me. Yeah, and it, it it totally it just knocked Lucky Charms right yeah, out like of the race. Yeah, like all of your vowels are are marshmallows at this yeah. point. And uh, so uh, those were the cereals I would have in the morning. And I re- I just remember like growing up in Buffalo, it was so cold and dark. So whatever nutrients you could get before you had to go outside was amazing. <laughs> Here's something. Uh, <laughs> it's not small. No, no, no. <laughs> Honeycomb's got the big honey taste. Big, oh, big crunch <laughs> with the big, big bite. Honeycomb's a big, big bite. You know, honeycombs were good. Strawberry honeycombs were something a lot of people knew about. I knew about that. They were delicious. Oh, yeah. I love those. And I love, um, you know, a lot of people are really into like, you know, heirloom ciders and all that stuff. But I, you know, Apple Jacks was fine for me. Apple as far Jacks, as another flavor. one. Yeah. Oh my God, we should just like go down the list. I bet if anyone's listening to this, they like, they're going to like Which immediately. Probably go. won't be the case if it's this point in the podcast. They probably stopped listening at the cocaine part. Well, I hope not. Um, you know, it's like, I, I feel like whenever you talk about cereal, that's you're talking about someone's life. You don't fuck with that. You can't take it away from them either. Yeah. It's like, you like it because you like it. Yeah, I mean, what do you think? Are you the frosted side or the wheat side? Has it ever changed oh. for you? Oh, yeah. I mean, are you a grown-up? Oh, you my the kid, God. The kid in you, what's, what do they think, you know? It's like, are you bipolar? Yeah. Who likes the wheat side? Who likes the frosted I side? I always love the frosted well, side. Of course you like the frosted <laughs> But the frosted side wouldn't be very good without the wheat side. It Because be. the wheat side balances it, it balances out. balances it out. The seriousness of the wheat side Makes you appreciate the frosted side. And I actually like the big ones. So you can actually cut yeah. them. Oh, dude, in milk and like yeah. cold milk. That's the only time that I like skim milk is cereal because it can get colder, I feel like, than other milks uh, for whatever because it's thinner. I don't know. That's, of course, you know, well, it that's my colder. Yeah. It feels colder and which makes me like it in cereal. I haven't used, I haven't had it in cereal for, actually, I don't think I've had cereal for a while anyway, but I used to always, when I started buying cereal on my own, I would buy skim milk to go with it. And then I stopped doing that because I was like, wow, you can eat a whole box of cinnamon toast in one, uh, cinnamon toast crunch in one sitting. Yeah. I remember this one time, uh, speaking of milk, you know, Smiling Hill Farms, uh, you know, they have the the glass, the glass jars, the milk comes in. Um, And I was at Hannaford and I was buying some of their heavy cream. Yeah. Which comes in the same milk, just a smaller glass jar. And their heavy cream is, is really good. You and know? it gets that cap on the top. Yes, oh it gets that little crema. Yeah, it's delicious. So I'm in line uh, in checkout, just doing my thing. And it, it had already been scanned through. And I hear from the uh, from like the bagging section, I hear this guy go, you want me to leave this out? And I look over and he's holding the heavy cream and like shaking it at me. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> like uh, you're going to drink yeah, it? I'm like, <laughs> I go, um, 
no, no, I think I'm good. And then I was like, you know, that's heavy cream, right? He's like, oh, I just thought it was like a milkshake or something. I was like, oh, hey, fatty, you going to make it home or you want me to leave this heavy cream out for you? Like, now I have an even more embarrassing story because the, uh, Emily and I were, were going through uh, Whole Foods and Kelly and Erica, our mutual friend, friends, um, I think it was just Erica, actually, uh, was was there and I was just finishing the chocolate milk from Smiling Hill Farm while we were in the checkout. I was like, I downed it while I was shopping. I was just going to pay for it. And she goes, what are you drinking? I was like, do you want some? There was like a tiny little bit in the bottom. She's like, fuck you. Oh my god, yeah. dude! You can't like that's. Is that heavy cream? No. I don't know. I mean, no, but it's you had to drink it in the store. Like, I mean, I, oh, I just needed it. I feel like my mom would uh, would like open bags of chips or something. Yeah, like, I'll pay for it. And it's I'll just like, yeah, but it's more like you could, it's, you're in a store. Do you have to eat it now? <laughs> I just needed it. Yeah, I, no, I understand. I felt I mean, really good about. Like, I feel like you, if you were having the chocolate milk, that usually means you're hungover. If I wasn't. You, I was just kind of like in a mood. Chocolate milk remember, mood. Oh, yeah. And I remember Emily being like, I'm not even going to ask you for any of that. I'm like, no. that's all yours. She's like, I'm going to get myself a banana milk. <laughs> what the hell? Who the hell drinks banana milk? <laughs> she hates bananas. I mean, yeah. everybody. I mean, like I feel like even peas. if you like bananas, why would you want banana milk? You want some pea milk? <laughs> yeah. A banana cognac. Like, I, I just don't. I don't understand people. But I do appreciate that you're. That, like, story about eating the cereal at night, like, yeah. clicking back the recliner, hoping you don't get that backlash out of the cereal bowl yeah. of, like, a, a current <laughs> not taking it over the edge. Uh, and it's funny. I, I like, actually, grown-up cereals as much as I like kids' cereals. Like, I like, like, Special K. Yeah. Um, I like Grape Nuts. Grape Nuts. Yeah. I've always liked, that my, my mom was big into like, Golden Grams, which is kind of yeah, like Golden Grams. Oh, man. I should put good. Golden Grams in the top three. That Golden Grams are awesome. Well, you know what's funny is that... My number two favorite pancakes, randomly, are at Cracker Barrel. Really? In Cracker Barrel, you go and it's like, you know, it's Christian has a gift shop and stuff. But like, yeah, you, know, you go in and it's funny that all those <laughs> Cracker Barrel's hilarious because all the servers have like they give them ranks. Like you get like stars on your apron for like I don't know if it's how long you've been and there. You get or how to see it. Good you are. Yeah, they have it right oh in the front. Oh my god! So you know you get a four star <laughs> server. But it would suck to be like yeah. People like, oh, you two stars. Like my parents would literally be like oh we got a one star server. And I'm like oh, guys like come on like it's just it's weird tables. Like what the hell could make them that different? Like can I request a couple more stars? <laughs> yeah. Can I get a different server who's a higher rank than you? Um, but anyway, yeah, it, it's like a generally just an obscenely heavy, clunky food there. But their pancakes, and it's called like Grandma's Pancake Dinner or something, are delicious. They're like perfectly crispy edges. Oh, I love and that. And like, like, like I can eat three butter, of them. Except the whipped butter on They top. bring whipped butter, and they also bring you out hot glass bottles of maple syrup. And That's they're a game changer. absolutely delicious. And it's it's funny. It's like. It's, the, it's very different from Palace because it's like a chain and, you know, it is what it is. And they don't have good coffee. But uh, I, I sometimes when I <laughs> I'm always tempted to post on Instagram the pictures of the Cracker Barrel pancakes. You should totally and then do I'm that. Like, I think one time I did post and I was like, guess where? And nobody could guess. I don't think I told them, though, either. <laughs> I just left it a mystery. What are your favorite uh, chain restaurants? I mean, while we're um, uh, 
breadsticks and Alfredo sauce. What's that one? Uh, that's Olive Garden. <laughs> oh, I was like, they have a restaurant called Breadsticks no. and Alfredo sauce? <laughs> yeah. Olive Garden, it was funny, it was always the one I did not like as much uh, growing up. I... For some reason, because I was like, you know, the Italian grandparents, so we'd have like yeah. Sunday pasta and meatballs. And I used to always judge places on there like red sauce. And I just always thought that Olive Garden fell flat. Now I'm like, if I did happen to go, I'm like, oh, they do like creamy gnocchi soup. And I can get like a vodka sauce with meatballs and yeah. like whatever. It's like, Joe. Yeah. We have not even talked about bacon. Like, wow. what is your preference? We, we 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 skipped over meat entirely when talking we, about mean, the we breakfast. We went to eggs. We yeah. went to to like we went to the it's things funny that I guess people fuck the, up. Yeah, usually, it, but. that's really interesting that we skipped over that, and I didn't even think of it because well, a, uh, I would say that I'm a, a sausage patty person. Ooh, if I have a choice patties. of meats, not links, I want patties. Yeah. Um, but bacon because bacon so so often is like. It's that like Oscar Mayer, like just there's no fat on it. It's like practically falling apart like a piece of paper. Crumbles to nothing. Uh, or it's cooked to oblivion. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, sometimes bacon's a bit much for me at, at breakfast. I don't know why. It's like it's so salty and like so needy yeah. that if I'm eating all these other things like the bread and the eggs and the potatoes and stuff, it's like bacon is almost like. Yeah. Personally, I think I go. I always go for the patty. Yeah. But if I'm going to have bacon, like if we're going to sit down, we're going to have bacon. I always prefer like the eighth inch or thicker. Yeah. And then it gets some caramelization and then the fat can actually like, like really loosen up yep. like, like pork belly. Like the Smithfield at the store. Exactly. Uh, Wright Brothers. Or yeah, Wright yeah. Brothers. Um, I like to sprinkle a little bit of brown sugar on it when, after I flip it too. that just, you know, not like to totally candy it. Callus does too. I mean, it's it's that. I mean, brown sugar on bacon transforms the properties yeah. of it and makes it perfect. Well, salty, sweet. Yeah. You know what the dumbest trend I think, uh, and this is probably the early two thousands when the whole like add bacon to everything oh, trend, yeah. and the people are like, oh, it's like bacon ice cream, and I'm and I'm like, <laughs> I want to punch you in your face because don't put bacon on my ice cream. I don't want fat. I don't want like bacon fat on my ice cream or like bacon vodka. People are like, oh, it's salty, fatty liquor, and I'm like, you're a you're just the worst. You're an idiot. Like, what's wrong with you? Why can't you just eat a piece of bacon and have a shot of vodka? Like, why do you need these things together? And they act like like they're like, oh. And then you get that one person who's like, oh, don't get me started on the bacon. <laughs> bacon, <laughs> hold me back. Like, here I go. Bacon, bacon, bacon. <laughs> Which I guess, you know, it was like funny on like Epic Mealtime or whatever when they were doing it. Yeah, I mean, but it's just like bacon is such a, a intense food. It's easy. It just takes over whatever... I feel like you and use you it. You don't need a lot of it. You don't I just need think a, if, you don't need a shell like of bacon. One like a lot of steakhouses now do it. Like you can order it as a side and it's literally just one piece of bacon that's like yeah. thick cut, griddled, and it's it's beautiful. Yeah, I guess especially with something like a fillet, like yeah. a very it's lean like you cut. can you can pull off of it. It's not meant to be like, oh, I need to eat like ten ten strips and never have enough. Can't get enough bacon. You're the worst. Go have an IPA. <laughs> Fuck you. Um I guess as, as we're getting, uh, getting towards the close here, we might as well come full circle because the McDonald's big breakfast. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, I had the sausage patties and the pancakes, and that was when I always learned that I like my sausage patties smothered in maple syrup. Yeah. Uh, it's delicious. And I still, to this day, will get a side <clears throat> of maple syrup if I have, even if I don't have pancakes, if I got patties going. Yeah. Uh, it's so good. <laughs> I don't know. Even cheap sausage patties. That's the thing. Is like cheap bacon sucks. Cheap, like Jimmy Dean sausage patties are delicious. 100%. Yeah. Like, 
sausage breakfast sausage links are like having like slimy little things in your mouth. Like they're they're slimy, right? Yeah. The why can't they make breakfast sausages the same size as other sausages? Why do they have to be these little slimy links? Why is that? I don't know. Who do they'll we give have to you, write a letter They'll give to? you seven of them, but they can't just have a regular size breakfast sausage. And they don't even caramelize them all the way. Like, oh, just dude. caramelize. Did you feel like you're like a Coke mule or something? Like you're swallowing like <laughs> balloons of something. Of, like that, uh, Mary, Mother of Grace. Or, oh, I haven't. Oh, oh I, I know what you're talking oh, about. Oh, my God. Yeah. They just recently, like two days ago, some guy like had... Um, 120 balloons in his stomach Holy and a couple shit. of them burst on the plane and he died like and they showed the balloons they were like little pellets they look like breakfast sausages they look like breakfast sausages yeah. they're like, like mini uh, bullets I'm not picturing like yeah, I'm picturing like those people doing the eating contest with the hot dogs in the water oh my God. but with those oh my yeah God. eating contests people are like hey there's a wing eating contest. What do you think about you? We'd love to have you like compete. And I'm like, I don't compete in contests that when I win, they don't make me feel good about myself. <laughs> I'm like, do I don't, I mean, yeah, sure. I can eat a lot. Do I like competitively eat? No, not unless somebody's trying to get the food on my plate. Yeah. <laughs> then I'll, they'll be, get away. I'm going to eat it fast. But you know, like, how do you feel good about winning a, a, a contest? I mean, I can maybe see a, like a, a that involves like hot, thing like hot wings or something where you, you yeah. can handle it or it's some kind of pain endurance thing but like just winning a contest for sheer volume of what you can consume no. is this and it's so disgusting to watch those professional eaters like that is revolting to but me. no one ever does it with breakfast <laughs> like, well we're gonna have the first annual food coma <laughs> breakfast off breakfast athon where we're gonna basically just dip breakfast sausages in water and force them down each other's throats whole and see how long and then fly to Honduras. <laughs> Cinnabons. Cinnabons. Oh, you know what? That's a topic we don't have to discuss. Uh, in wrapping up, I want to thank Arlen Smith from Big Tree Hospitality, Eventide Oyster Company, both Portland, Maine, and Boston, Massachusetts, the Honey Paw Restaurant, and Hugo's Restaurant for joining us for the breakfast episode. Uh, also, uh, thanks to our sponsor, Termaline Spring Water, uh, Gemstone Springs CBD Drops, and Living Nuts. Uh, until next time, enjoy your breakfast. <laughs>